0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Mike here. And before we hop into this week's episode, I just wanted to touch on a couple of things that I didn't get a chance to touch on when I recorded episode 106 yesterday. I recorded it around like 4 p.m. on, you know, November the 14th. And obviously there were some things that occurred in the world of sport that I didn't get to touch on. Um, you know, obviously I record. Then after I record, um, I send it over to my guy B. Jones. B. Jones does his thing. Then he dishes it back to me. I sign off, we upload it, bang, episode is out. But, uh, there, were, like I said, there were some things that happened last night that I didn't get a chance to touch on, obviously. But uh, the first thing that I wanted to talk about was the brawl that occurred in the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers game. The storyline should have been The Browns defeated the Steelers for the first time in five years since 2014. But the storyline, the main storyline happened to be the Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett brawl. And I want to talk on it and I want to talk about it about both sides because I feel like Miles Garrett is being being portrayed as the bad guy. Now, what he did was completely out of line. I totally get that and I understand that. But the thing is that Mason Rudolph instigated the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Mason Rudolph kicked Miles Garrett in the groin, tried to pull off Miles Garrett's helmet. He attempted to at least, and Miles Garrett he just he just went he just blacked out. He proceeded to take Mason Rudolph's helmet off and try to hit him with it. Well, actually, not even try, but he hit him with it. And you know that could have been very severe. And you know that's pretty much assault. And Mason Rudolph agent his agent is even looking to to t- you know take it in in legal action and he's looking to you know maybe get this looked at it as a, you know an assault man which is understandable you know Miles Garrett is like 6'5 270 and he's swinging his helmet with full force you know it could have it could have been a really ugly scene. It was already an ugly scene, but I just wanted to touch on it because Miles Garrett is being portrayed as the bad guy, and he was, you know, he was wrong. But Mason Rudolph, he shouldn't get a pass for this. You know what I'm saying? And suspensions were handed out, Miles Garrett is getting suspended indefinitely. So even if the Browns make the playoff, he'll be suspended for that. And then he won't get reinstated until next year. You know, that's a big blow for one of the, You know, he's really young and he's gifted. You know, he had 10 sacks through, what, 10 games? And he's really gifted, man. And, uh, you know, he's too good to be doing, you know, foolishness like that. You know, obviously he apologized. But, you know, we don't know what was said in the trenches. You know, the trenches is where a lot of trash talking occurs. And, you know, there was obviously some more things that could have been said. You know, Mason Rudolph, it's been out there that he's a Trump supporter and you know stuff like that. So I just don't want, you know, it to seem like Mason Rudolph is, you know, totally, you know, innocent and absolved from this because he shouldn't be. But the league thinks so and he's not getting suspended, which I think he should. And then the last thing about this game that I wanted to touch on was Marquise pouncey being suspended for 3 games. I don't think he should be getting 3 because he stood up for his quarterback, you know, right or wrong. You know, that's what I would want my offensive lineman to do. Like, I would want uh, Mitchell Schwartz or somebody else on the Chiefs offensive line to look out for um, Patrick Mahomes if that would have happened. I don't think that would happen, but, you know, you get my point. You guys would want Tyron Smith to step in for Dak Prescott, um, Jason Peters to step in for Carson Wentz, and so on and so forth. So, that's what I'm saying. I don't think Pouncey should have got three games, but... Maybe a game and a hefty fine, yeah, sure. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about was he was news in the NBA. Carmelo Anthony is reportedly signed up with the Portland Trailblazers. And um this move came as a shock and it came out of nowhere. Wolves dropped a bomb on us as he does, time and time after again. And um I first want to say that I'm happy for Carmelo Anthony. I really am. He deserves to be in the NBA. Um, You know, he was blackballed, obviously, but he deserves to be in the NBA. I believe I got asked the question, if Melo gets back into the league, um, where will he wind up? And I said, you know, he's been linked to Portland for a long time. Damian Lillard has been wanting Melo, and he's, you know, been advocating for Melo to be back in the league and on his team. Um, But I look at this as, you know, I'm I'm happy for Melo. Let me say this, because I don't want people to think I'm hating but, I think this is a move out of desperation for the Portland Trailblazers. And here's why. This team is a team that peaked last year. Um, the signature moment of their franchise is Damian Lillard hitting that game-winning shot over Russell Westbrook. Before that, it was the signature moment was Damian Lillard hitting a, a round one walk-off shot against the Houston Rockets a few years back. But, you know I mean? Those are great moments, but those... Those moments literally define that franchise. And that's not what you want to be looked at, you know, upon as a team. You know, you want a championship. Um, you know, you know it should have been they put up a fight against the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. But they actually got swept without Kevin Durant. Um, so, I look at this move. No, I look at the Trollblazers as a team that peaked last year. They did. They peaked. This team is maxed out. This core, Damian Lewis, CJ McCollum. This team is completely maxed out. I'm sorry, not sorry, but that's just the fact of the matter. This team has peaked, and signing Carmelo Anthony. I'm sorry again, but this isn't going to change much. I view this as a move that is a uh, out of a bit of desperation. Um, the Portland Trailblazers are currently sitting at four and eight, and that is not very good at all um, in the Western Conference. You know, which is considered a gauntlet. You know, they're four and eight. Um, right now, and the only teams that have worse records currently are the Pelicans and the Warriors, and we all know how bad the Warriors are, Steph Curry being out, you know, so on and so forth, but, um, you know, the Western Conference is a gauntlet. You got the Dallas Mavericks who are making a push. Um, Teams like the Phoenix Suns and the Minnesota Timberwolves have looked good, you know, in this early state of games, you know, it's only been about 11 to 12 games played so far, so I don't want to overreact, but I'm just saying, I think, you know, the Trailblazers have peaked as a team with this core, Damon Lillard, CJ McCollum, and I also view this as a bit of a desperation move. But I am totally happy that Carmelo Anthony is back in the league. Let me say that again. I'm happy that Melo is back because this guy, he's a legend, man. He's a legend. He's, a, you know, one of the greatest offensive scores that I've seen in my life. And he deserves to be in the league. He deserves to go out the right way, bare minimum. And, you know, I'm happy he's in the league, but this ain't going to really change much. This is a team that peaked last year. So I just wanted to drop some gems on you, give my thoughts on the big news that occurred last night in NBA and NFL. And I hope you guys enjoy episode 106. Peace. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 106 of Curry in the Pot. You know what I'm saying, man? This is uh, Mike Curry, and I'm here with episode number 106 in Park. (laughs) I'm here with episode number 106, man. And uh, last week, if you missed last week's episode, I had my guy, the host of The Other Side Podcast, Mr. Xavier Wary, Zay came through, dropped some gems on us. We had a very healthy convo, man, healthy dialogue. You know, we talked a little NFL and uh, we talked about our experience at the Nas Parade, which seems like a long time ago. But we definitely talked about that, man. And we had a good time, man. Good convo, good vibes with my guy, Zay. And again, shout out to my guy, Mr. Xavier Wary, the host of the Other Side Podcast. And we actually got something coming through real soon on the Other Side Podcast. But I'm back again, man. I'm back with another solo episode, man. It's been a few weeks since I did that. And um, guys, I got to inform you, man. I did terrible on the picks for week 10 um but before i hop into that man over the weekend i was at the ohio state university and um i went down there man uh everybody knows about the big chase young situation and i know chase very well i know his family um and we all know he was suspended for that game um and yeah he's gonna miss the Rutgers game but he is back man And he's going to be back for that Michigan game on November. I'm sorry, Penn State. I'm messing up, man. (laughs) He's going to be back for that Penn State game on November the 23rd. And uh, just shout out to Chase, man. You know, overcoming some slight adversity, man. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be good to see him back on the field November the 23rd against Penn State. And that game will be in the shoe in Columbus, Ohio. So, shout out to Chase, man. And had a good time at Ohio State, man. Had a good time at Columbus, man. It's so cool, man, just like, for me, and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but for me, it's just like a dream come true for me to be able to attend a game at, you know, a university like that, man. I always wanted to go to one of those big colleges away from home, then get that opportunity. Um, You know, a lot of that is on me. But um, just to go to one of those big, you know, atmospheres is just something that I can't really explain. Although it was Maryland, but just the environment is crazy, man. It's it's really pumping. And if you saw my social media over the weekend, I had a good time. Me, mom, and dad did get out of there and left at halftime. Score was forty-two to nothing, man. Uh, but but shout out to you know you know Ohio State, man. They always treat me good down there. Shout out to Columbus. But let's move on and let's talk week ten. I gotta give you guys a little recap. And um, this was a hard, brutal week for me, as you guys know, man. I love to go over 500, and this was my first time going under 500. I think I did it once last year, but I hardly ever do that. And you know, it was it was a nutty week, man. Nutty week in the NFL, but uh, week 10 is in the books, so let's recap it. So last Thursday, we had the Raiders taking on the Chargers, and this was the Raiders' first home game in quite some time, and they did their thing. They did not let the home crowd down. It was a close game, man. Final score in this one was 26-24. Um, Josh Jacobs, he had a big touchdown, an 18-yard touchdown with a minute and two seconds left. And uh, shout-out to the Raiders, man, who are now 5-4, and four, a team that I predicted to go 6-10. and 10. I actually got them going. They they actually could make the playoffs, man. They could make things very interesting, especially in the wild card department. The Chiefs they're right behind the Chiefs too, actually. But um five and four. I didn't expect the Raiders to be playing this well. Uh, for the Chargers, man, uh I think it, I think Phillip Rivers, man, he's he's definitely regressed, man. It's his 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 better days are over, man. I feel like last year was a really good opportunity for the Chargers. I really think it was. But um yeah, man. They're just not as good this year. They do have a lot of injuries, but they're not the same Chargers team that they were a year ago. Uh Final scores I mentioned 26 to 24. I did pick six games right. This was one of those few that I picked correctly. Next game, moving on to the Sunday slate. We have the Bengals and the Ravens. This is a pretty easy game to pick for me. Uh shout out to my guy Lamar Jackson, man, who had four touchdowns in this game. Three passing and one rushing. And the Ravens have just been rolling, man. Shout-out to Lamar. Did beat up on a bad Cincinnati Bengals team. Awful team. The only team that is winless. But uh, shout-out to the Ravens, man. Shout-out to Lamar Jackson. Uh, the Ravens improved to 7-2. and two. Next game. We had the Bears hosting the Lions. Uh, Bears did get this one. Um, final score in this one was 20-13. to 13. Matthew Stafford did not play for the Lions. And the Lions had to start. I believe they started. Yeah, Jeff Driscoll. Was the starter for the Lions this week, man. And uh, the Bears only won by seven. But they did get a W. And I thought they would. They improved to four and five. Lions are three, five, and one. But I don't think either of these teams are going to make the playoffs. But uh, shout out to the Bears, I guess. 20 to 13 was the final score. Next game. We had the Browns taking on the Bills. This was a game that I I picked. And I kind of saw that it was going to be like this. Final score was 19 to 16. The Cleveland Browns got a W here in a spot that I think they really needed a W. Final score for those guys, though, 19-16. to 16. Baker Mayfield had two touchdowns. Jarvis Landry uh, was able to hook up with him on one of those. Nick Chubb, who's been really good, had 116 yards on the ground. This was also a game where Kareem Hunt returned, and he had four rushes for 30 yards he was in the mix a little bit he had also caught seven passes for 44 yards I think you're gonna see his workload increase over the next few weeks and even tonight as the Browns host the Steelers uh next game we had the Jets taking on the Giants. Uh, this is a game I picked incorrectly, but this was an actually one of the most interesting games of the week. I think I would say, you know, it was one of the top five games of this week. Final score was thirty-four to twenty-seven, but it was like a fireworks show, man. Daniel Jones threw four touchdowns in this game. Um Jamal Adams took the ball from Daniel Jones and ran in. and he literally snatched the ball from him. It was crazy to see. But our final score in this one was thirty-four to twenty-seven. The Jets won. Next game, we had the Titans taking on my Chiefs, and Xavier told me about this. He warned me, and I I didn't I didn't like disagree with him, but I just thought the Chiefs would get a W. Patrick Mahomes' first game back. I thought you know the Chiefs would have a shot of adrenaline. But um, the Titans spoiled this one, man. And Derrick Henry ran all over the Chiefs. 23 carries for 188 yards. You couldn't ask for a better performance on the ground. Patrick Mahomes, he returned, but he did not disappoint, man. Throwing for nearly 500 yards. He had 446 yards in this game. Three TDs. Hooked up with Cheetah, Tyreek Hill for one of those. But uh, the Chiefs, man, they they shouldn't have lost this one. They had a game-time field goal blocked. Mm And I thought this was a W the Chiefs should have got. The Titans, this is what they do, man. They're a model of inconsistency, and they win games that they shouldn't. Xavier pointed that out, and I pointed that out a few weeks ago, man. Like, they win games they're not supposed to. They beat the Cowboys last year on a primetime game. They beat the Patriots, and they also beat the Eagles. So, you just never know what you're going to get from the Titans, and I guess it's any given Sunday. Uh, But I did pick this one incorrectly. Next game. We had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Arizona Cardinals, and this was another game I, I saw that it would happen, kind of how it happened. Final score was thirty to twenty-seven, and um, yeah, man, it was it was almost a shootout, not quite. Colin Murray had three TDs. Jameis Winston had a touchdown, but um, the real story in this game, I would say, is Christian Kirk. He had three of those touchdowns. He caught all three of Colin Murray's touchdowns um the Buccaneers they scored on the ground you know Ronald Jones he had one um Peyton Barber he scored as well but um yeah the Buccaneers they did enough to win so I guess shout out to the Bucs final scores I mentioned 30 to 27 next game we had the Saints and the Falcons see this is what I'm saying man nutty games bro that uh Chiefs game was nutty this was another nutty game Final score was 26 to 9. The Saints were favored by 14 for you gamblers out there. And uh, they held the Saints to 9 points. Drew Brees didn't even throw a touchdown. This is the first time in a really long time that Drew Brees didn't throw one of those. Uh, Michael Thomas was probably the only bright spot in this game. He had 13 catches for 152 yards. But the real story, man, is the Falcons, man. They stunned the Saints. I think only. A few people picked this one, but my boy Jeff, he told me the uh the Falcons he had a feeling they were gonna win and definitely cover the spread. He said it, man, he was right on. Final score twenty six to nine. Next game. We had the Colts taking on the Dolphins. Now, I knew that it was a chance that Jacoby Brissett wouldn't play. But um I don't know, man. I just didn't know. Uh, but Brian Hoyer got the start for Indianapolis, and they lost, man. Final score in this one was 16-12. Dolphins pick up their second W of the season. They're 2-7. Coles dropped the 5-4. Next game, we had the Steelers taking on the Rams. Now, this game really could have went either way. But the Steelers got it done, man. Their defense played lights out, man. They got to Jared Goff. They sacked them four times, uh, picked them off twice. Minka Fitzpatrick, man, he's been looking like an absolute baller, an absolute game changer, man. He scored a touchdown in this game, man. He's been absolutely remarkable. I guess, after all, he was worth the first-round pick. I don't know, man. But final score in this one, 17-12. This is a disappointing loss for the Rams, who I thought would win. But they did not play good at all, man. And I think their problems are just starting to begin. Next game. We had the Packers taking on the Panthers. Now, for some reason, I thought that the Panthers would win. And the Packers were actually up kind of big in this game. Final score ended up being 24 to 16. They stopped Christian McCaffrey at the goal line. I think the Panthers gotta get a goal line back. Man, this is the second time they tried to do this. It happened in that Bucks game, and it happened in that uh this game, obviously. But I think they got to get one of those really big bell cow backs, man, and run it in. But uh, nothing against Christian McCaffrey, but I don't know, man. The Panthers, they started off slow in this game. I thought they, you know, if they didn't start off slow, they had a chance to win and they should have won. But uh, I got to give credit to Green Bay who advances to 8-2. and two. Final score was 24-16, to 16, as I mentioned. The Sunday night cap, we had the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Minnesota Vikings. And I want to say that I was wrong, but not completely wrong. Um, Kirk Cousins still ain't that dude, but the system that they're running now is like a run-heavy system. Dalvin Cook, he's been absolutely sensational this year. He has 991 rushing yards on the season through 10 games, and he has like 400 receiving yards already. He's been a monster, man. 97 yards rushing, a TD, also caught seven passes for 86 yards. Dallas loses this game, and um, they have not been very good outside of the division this year. Um, I believe they beat the Dolphins, obviously, lost to the Jets. Uh, they beat up on the NFC East, but they have not really been really good outside of, you know, the division. And the Vikings also swept the NFC East this year. And in the Monday Nighter, we had a really good game, man. This was probably the game of the week. And I thought it was going to be. Um, final score was 27-24. to The Seahawks won it in overtime, but I definitely think the 49ers should have won, man. Uh, their kicker, I believe, was like, their backup kicker because Robbie Gould is their kicker. But um he missed a very, very makeable field goal um at the end of the at the end of overtime. And then the Seahawks got the ball back. They kicked the field goal. They won it man. Shout out to the Seahawks and I gotta give a lot of credit to Russell Wilson man. Shout out to Russ man. He's probably the MVP candidate. Uh, probably the favorite. Him and Lamar Jackson are definitely right up there. So let's hop into these predictions man. Uh NFL week eleven is here and tonight we have the Browns taking on the Steelers. The Browns are at home. But I'm gonna take Pittsburgh, man. They've been rolling. Um they're they're hot right now. I'm gonna take Pittsburgh. The Sunday sleep. We got the Panthers taking on the Falcons, man. Um, The Falcons did lose some guys in that game, and that's probably why I'm going to pick against them. Austin Hooper is slated to miss time. Devontae Freeman is also going to miss time. I'm going to take the Panthers in a bounce-back situation. They are going to be at home. I'm going to take Carolina. Next game, we got the Detroit Lions taking on the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to take Dallas, man. Uh, Matthew Stafford, he may or may not play, but I think Dallas will bounce back, and they actually need to win this one. Next game, Colts-Jaguars. Ooh. Hmm, I'm going to take Jacksonville. I'm going to take Jacksonville. Uh, Next game, and they are coming off a bye-two, and Nick Foles will be back at QB. Um, And I don't know about the health of Jacoby Brissett. I believe he'll probably be a game-time decision. As you guys know, I don't. I'm at a disadvantage when I pick these games, but I'm going to take Jacksonville. Next game, we got the Dolphins taking on the Bills. I'm going to take Buffalo. Next game, Ravens-Texans. This game should be flexed to the Sunday night game, but it won't be. My um, got B. Jones said this one. And we got the Ravens taking on Houston. I'm going to take Houston. I'm going to take Houston. I know the Ravens are red hot, but I'm going to take on Houston, man. These are two of my favorite quarterbacks in the league, uh, but I'm going to take Texans. Next game, Vikings-Broncos. I'm going to take Minnesota. i like them to win this one at home. Next game, Redskins and Jets. I was actually thinking about this game yesterday. And I think I'm going to go with what I was thinking. I'm going to take the Redskins. I'm going to take the Redskins. Dwayne Haskins will start. Skins are coming off a bye. I'm going to take Washington. Next game. We got the Buccaneers and the Saints. Ooh, I think this game is going to be interesting. A lot interesting that people think. Uh, but I do like the Saints to bounce back in like a three-point game. I like the Saints. Next game. 49ers and Cardinals. Mm. I'm going to take San Fran. I like them to bounce back. They should be 9-0, honestly. They should be. And they do got a brutal stretch coming up. So, I think they need to take care of business and beat Arizona. But these two teams did have a really good, interesting game back on Halloween. Uh, 49ers won that one close as well. Next game, Raiders and the Bengals. I'm going to take the Raiders. I think the Bengals are obviously tanking. uh, But the Raiders have been really good, man. I'm going to take them. And they also got a few extra days rest. Next game, Eagles and the Patriots. I don't know Bill Belichick's record coming off a bye. But I'm just going to assume it's really high. Uh, I'm going to take New England. Okay, so I actually just looked it up. And um, Bill Belichick is 14-5 and five coming off a bye as the Patriots head coach. Uh, I'm going to take New England. And I also think this is the first time these two teams have played. Since the Super Bowl, maybe? But I'm gonna take New England. Um, Sunday nighter, we got the Rams taking on the Bears. Ooh. Ooh. This is tough because I don't like Mr. Trubisky. But I think their Bears defense is gonna give Jared Goff some real problems. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Let me predict this Monday night game, and then I'm going to come back. Uh, The Monday night, and we got the Chiefs taking on the Chargers. I like the Chiefs to bounce back and defeat the Chargers, so I like the Chiefs. And uh, back to this Ravens and Rams-Bears game. I'm sorry. Dang. Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. Um wow. Give me the Rams. Give me the Rams. Just give me the Rams. And uh that's literally it, man. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for the continued love and support, man. This is episode number 106, man. It was kind of short, kind of sweet, but I'm going to come back to you guys with some more content in the next couple of weeks, man. This was pretty short, man. So if you can't listen to this, man, you just simply don't love me, bro. This is 17 minutes and counting, bro. But I want to thank everybody for listening. This is Mike Curry signing out. Episode number 106 is done. Peace.